0: In a moment, I share with you my second sermon in the series that I am writing entitled A Crisis of Confidence. The basic text for this four-week series is Psalm 27. This morning, verses one through six. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord, all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple for in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion in the secret place of his tabernacle he shall hide me he shall set me high upon a rock and now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me therefore I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. My father and his brother Paul was drafted into military service for the United States Army when the world was at war a second time. They were farm boys. They were from a little village that was nothing more than a tiny speck on the Pennsylvania map called Pennsylvania. When they returned home, like many veterans, they didn't talk much about their years on foreign soil. I remember clearly the stories that they did tell Two, I share just very briefly with you this morning. One is very precious to me. Dad and his sisters and brothers lost their mother when my dad was just 17. And then when he and my uncle Paul were drafted into military service, it was a an emotional hardship for the Hummel family as it was for hundreds of thousands of other families across America. And one of the stories that that I cherish the most is that one time, just once, in the four years that Dad and Uncle Paul were away from home, they were on leave at the same time and they landed in the same place and so those brothers were able to were able to be reunited and i remember the emotion uh, that they had in their voices as they told about their joy of being together of having that family time, if you will, those thousands of miles away from home. And then another story that, that stands out, this one <clears throat> being told by my dad, comes out of the time when he was in basic training. And uh, drill instructors, drill instructors were conditioning them for combat, preparing them physically and psychologically for the dangers and the destruction of war. One of the exercises that they they had, though Dad did not eventually end up in the infantry, they had to be prepared. And one of the, the training exercises was for them to crawl on their bellies with barbed wire stretched above their heads just a couple inches above their heads so that they had clearance. And not only was barbed wire above their heads, but live bullets were flying above their heads also. They were preparing for war. And Dad said time and time again that crusty old drill sergeant would yell at them, keep your head down. I guess they really wanted to, huh? Now, that instruction is so very opposite of what you just heard me read in Scripture this morning. That is entirely opposite of what the psalmist David said. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. That's our text for the morning. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. That suggests a very opposite action. Isn't it natural and safer to duck and avoid being hit or hurt, either physically or emotionally? Yet David had such a dynamic experience with God that he says, my head is above my enemies. I keep it up. I don't back away. I am not in fear. I keep my head up because I trust in God. A Methodist missionary to India was E. Stanley Jones. You recognize that name. E. Stanley Jones was a magnificent servant of the Savior, and he taught thousands during the first decades of the 20th century. In his book, Transformed by Thorns, he wrote, I am inwardly fashioned for faith, not for fear. Fear is not my native land. Faith is. I am so made that worry and anxiety are sand in the machinery of life. Faith is the oil. I live better by faith and confidence than by fear, doubt, and anxiety. In anxiety and worry, my being is gasping for breath. These are not my native air. But in faith and confidence, I freely breathe. We are inwardly constructed in nerve and tissue, brain cell and soul, for faith and not fear. God made us that way. To live by worry is to live against reality. Well, the strong support of Scripture is beneath that quotation. <clears throat> Listen to verse four again. Look at it closely. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. Now that is a magnificent verse. But as I was preparing and studying for this time of preaching, I discovered that I could read it another way. And I could read it in a way which for me, and I hope now as you hear this, will become an even more powerful Reading of this verse. Now, as you look at that, I'm going to read it, dropping just a couple of the words. Read it, hear it like this I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. I seek. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord, clearly stating his purpose, the desire of his heart, the intent which the psalmist had in his life. I seek that I may dwell. That is a rich word. We find it in Old Testament, we find it in New Testament. In biblical language, what does it mean to dwell? Well, it means I search for, I try to get, I insist. I cannot ignore, I hunt for, and this is my quest, my journey in search of having my mind and heart full of relationship with God. I want to live in his presence. I want to look at him and see the person God is, all he possesses, receive all he has for me, and be safe in the power of his protection. As God spoke to the hearts and the minds of his people, he made that quest, that seeking, that desiring to dwell, a great desire in his people. And where they gave themselves to that priority consideration, To that searching, that wanting, that having to experience God, they found magnificent strength and holy presence for their daily lives. Listen to how Solomon, in one of his Proverbs, described that. It's in chapter 3, verse 26 of Proverbs. For the Lord will be your confidence... The Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. You see, church, it's so very important that we understand this morning when it seems like there is so much that is dark and dismal and foreboding about life today that God is not prevented or held back by what prevents and holds back me or you. He calls you to himself to give you security and a sure and certain future. Think of just a few things that God has done so magnificently and is recorded in scripture and we could add hundreds more but for purposes of illustration this morning just remember these things. What God has done He dealt with slavery and foreign domination in the life of the people he called his. He overcame fiery furnaces, ravenous beasts, crosses and crucifixion, governments, regimes, and today he is overcoming radical Muslim terrorists who attempt to eradicate the children of God. God is forever. He is in charge and still gives the order, let my people go. And we must never forget that. Our confidence, listen closely, our confidence is in God's competence. Our confidence is in God's competence God will show himself to us in the midst of fear and trouble, trial and temptation. We live in anxious times, but we do not need to borrow trouble. We live on the edge enough rather than living with the peace that God promises his people to have. Often, We are devastated by our fears, not by something which has actually happened, but by something which we're worried about, and it reduces us to impotence. Some of our troubles are really quite manageable, but they become destructive when we give them power through our fears. In order for us to keep our heads above our enemies and not duck, we need to stay in God's holy presence. That's what David had learned. That's what those who have walked with God have learned consistently. Everyone's story is the same. Let me give you one more example from Scripture of a man who, who learned to do that. It was Paul, and in his letter to the church at Philippi, the third chapter of that letter, verses 13 and 14, here is what he said. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I press toward the goal of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. I want, this is my quest, to know Jesus Christ, the living Son of God, and be strengthened with resurrection power, so that regardless of what is going on around me, I stand secure and strong in him. It concerns me very much what I see among some of our people and among the members of churches all around me and across the American church. And what concerns me is the apparent ease the apparent ease with which prayer and Bible study, worship, and believers fellowship has become sporadic and even suspended. Well, it's summertime. We we take time off during the summer. That's exactly what any enemy wants. That's exactly what the opponent of God wants. That's exactly what the devil wants church people to do. Take time off. I don't need to worship. I don't need to study. I don't need to go to prayer time. I'm okay. That's exactly what he wants us to think. Don't you be caught. Don't you be caught in difficult times without the practice, the seeking for holy presence. You need that experience. Be sure, be sure that you have practices and spiritual disciplines in your life to draw upon. Not one of us knows when something will happen and we can never be in this holy setting again. When we will be having to be kept somewhere else or isolated, not one of us knows if there should ever occur a time when there will be those in authority over us who will prevent us from our worship. And then the only thing that you will have is that relationship which you have built and developed with God. You will have that inner sanctuary to go to. And it is so essential that you do that. I seek that I may dwell, David said. I press on that I may know him and that i may gain the prize of relationship with god through christ paul said how is it with you how is it with you this morning do not be distracted listen carefully do not be distracted either by your accomplishments your successes hey i'm really doing pretty well you know i'm I've, i don't have it made but i'm secure I'm okay. Don't be distracted by that kind of false security. And don't be distracted by remembering your failures. Bless your hearts. Some of you are always remembering what you did wrong. God has forgiven you that. You've you've taken it to him. Now move on and grow in that forgiveness and grace which he's given you. You need fresh strength. New power. Because when we are distracted by either accomplishments or by failures, they debilitate us. They debilitate efforts to seek and to dwell. They become a false sense of security or a false sense of failure. True faith. Strong faith never develops in isolation, but only by living in the Lord's presence. I seek, I quest that I may dwell. Be sure, be very sure you're in the Lord's presence. Because you have to interact with difficult people. You have to talk to people you just don't like. You have to do things you don't want to do. You have to fulfill responsibilities that you would practically rather take a licking than do. We all have those things. And the only way that we are going to keep our head above that enemy and not try to duck out is to seek and dwell in the Lord's presence and to have that presence with us because when we go into those difficult situations where we have to deal with people we don't like, when we have to invest ourselves, our time with people who argue endlessly and senselessly We need the awareness that we have God with us and that the ugliness of the circumstances around us does not block out his beauty in our minds and hearts. For too many Christians, God is here and the issues of life are here. What God wants is to be in those issues and to be that rock for you that raises you up, that sets you above, the clamor around you. That's why David could say, my head's up, my head's up above my enemies. And we want to be like David. We want to be able to shout with joy and sing because we experience the fulfillment of the Word of God in our lives. And that's what God wants for you today and every day. My sisters and brothers, you who I love so much because of Jesus, keep your head above your enemies, don't duck. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, I thank you for this word of confidence and assurance that comes out of the heart of Scripture, out of the life of one of your kings, out of the sweet singer of Israel, who had learned to know you and to rejoice in you and to expect to see you at all times and in all places, times of joy, times of sorrow, times that were hard and in places that were easy. Lord, we want that too. And so, by your Spirit, lead me and all of us to seek you that we may dwell in your presence and know the joy of full relationship with you. I pray this in the strong name of Jesus, your Savior's Son. Amen.